0: You're listening to Falling Jack with me, Josh Reed, a podcast series where I sit down and chat with the creative community here in Ho Chi Minh City. I'm joined this week by Jack Briggs and George Bussell, two members of the incredible local psychedelic rock band, Skeleton Good. In today's episode, we discuss the origins of Skeleton Good, the writing and recording process for their new debut album, working with an international record label, the building of their own studio space, and much more. So sit back and relax, get comfy, and enjoy the episode. I'm joined this week by Jack Briggs and George Bussel, Uh of, right, am I saying it right? Skeleton good, or is it skeleton goody? Uh, skeleton, good? skeleton good? It's skeleton skeleton good. good. Why the E? Why the extra E?
1: Uh, as in... Johnny Be Good, as in the idea, as if it's a person's name. That was the original plan. Right. It was a, a, a single person called Skeleton Good, and yeah. that was his surname. It all makes sense now. Trying to uh, reclaim yeah. Skeleton from the metal and the death and stuff like that. So and rock, rockabilly. Uh, yeah. And the rockabilly, yeah. Take it away from that, all that horrible rockabilly stuff. We'll have it stuff. back. Yeah, we, uh, thank you. We all have skeletons, so there's no reason why <laughs> we shouldn't be able to call the band Skeleton. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, how, how have you boys been? Been good. Yeah. Thanks very much, mate. Yeah. Busy, busy weekend. Good weekend.
2: Uh, actually, this weekend. Very relaxed this weekend. I was relaxed this weekend. Yep. We're,
1: we're, you, um,
0: you're usually in function bands at the weekend, but you, we you had it off, yeah. right? Yeah. Weekend we off. Get, we had it off.
1: <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Did you got it off at the weekend. <laughs> Not weekend. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we uh, we had the weekend off, but we were in here. Uh, we weren't even on, on Saturday, weren't we? Saturday. Recording, helping out our friends in. Uh, do you know the band Open Air Drug Market? Yes. Yeah, helping. They were. They've just been recording their debut LP. And Stephen, the, one of the singers, said that in his original recording. He was a bit too Kermit the Frog. <laughs> so he came here and did his... Kermit the Frog's got some quality music there. <laughs> so coming... it's, not that, it's not all bad. A lovely tone of voice has Kermit Indeed. the Frog, but he wasn't happy with it. So he came here and did it again, and it wasn't like Kermit. It wasn't. It wasn't at all like Kermit. Sounded great. Yeah. Sweet. So, so as well as
0: uh, Skeleton Good, you're also actually doing a lot of like recorded, recording engineering and things like that for other bands
1: Well, we're just sort of getting into that really we're quite selfish we open the studio is sort of our playground really we don't mm-hmm. invite I mean who else has been here apart from us
2: no no one really
1: except open air drug market open drug market mm-hmm. Dave has sunk yeah he didn't record though he was playing yeah he was just playing there sure. um, yeah but we'd like to get to a point where other people can come in and do it that would yeah. be great Um just a case of finding the time to do it, really.
0: Because right, right now we're in we're in Bintan, mm-hmm. in your your own personal studio, yeah. basically. Yeah. And this is where you've just recorded your debut album. still in good. Yeah, record yeah. the LP in here. Yeah. So how long have you had this place? It's probably George, about it? a year
2: to the day.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: than. yeah. Probably about a year to the day. But when when we got <laughs> it, it was um, I think it was uh, an audio recording studio. But just a drum for, practice like, room. Drum practice room. And I'm sure I saw some pictures of a guy with a laptop doing some podcast kind of things. Or right. right. recording for something.
1: Next room, the guy was doing yeah. uh, something like that. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. But we,
2: uh, we kind of fixed it all up, put all this uh, black fabric around, tidied up all that stuff, took out all the windows, cleaned it all up. Yeah. Because we couldn't actually get the drum kit through the door.
1: So we yeah. had to take out <laughs> that
2: window to get it in.
1: And the bass cab.
2: And the bass went card. through the window. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm gonna, tr- I'm gonna take some photos and upload them, you know, later on. But yeah, like, yeah, cool. it's like a full-on, like proper music studio. It's mm. got the the <laughs> the window, you know, into the uh, into <laughs> yeah. the drum booth yeah, yeah. and everything. And right? the smell. And the, the smell. smell. Yep. Yeah, that yeah. musk. And the Doritos. The Doritos. Yes. So, so you've been in there for the best part of a year. Mm-hmm. You're you're just about to at the, at the time of recording. You're just about to release your. Uh, debut album this Friday. Correct, comes
1: out this Friday, November fifteenth. Yeah, Um it's on UK label Megadodo Records, so it's it's getting a UK release. Yeah, um, it won't get an official release in Vietnam, uh, but we will be bringing vinyl and CDs over from the UK mm. to sell mm-hmm. the sellers shows here. Yeah, dibs, oh. Absolutely, don't <laughs> worry, I'll put on the list. If any Vietnamese labels are listening and want to uh, release it, then. That's fine, get, I can get put in you touch. in touch with me. <laughs> <laughs> how was how the whole process of um, writing the album? Uh, so the songs were more or less already written mm. before we had the studio and before there was a full band, basically. Um, I had written a handful of songs a, f- uh, a few years ago now, maybe sort of three three years ago, and... My original plan was to do it as a solo project. That's why I chose a sort of skeleton good name because it was a sort of one-person name that yeah. I could have that as an alter ego type thing. And then started doing that, then realised that would actually be quite boring. So I thought it would be much more fun to have a band. Mm. Uh, but by this point, I'd already put some videos and things on YouTube and had a little Facebook page and stuff, so I thought we we'll, might as well keep the name. And it's an interesting name anyway and uh yeah and uh, so i think i presented to george sort of a four or five songs
2: yeah i was in england yeah, that's right you were in yeah i told yeah. you i was coming back mm-hmm. so jack sent me a few songs so i started listen to them play through them and nice it sounded great so, so yeah like
0: how how did how did the band actually form
2: yeah, but it was just you on your own, wasn't it? Yeah, originally then, it was just me on my own. And yeah. then,
0: but you guys—did you know each other beforehand, or did you you met out here?
1: We'd met out here, yeah. but playing in a different band, playing in like a covers in a function mm. events band. And George, at the time, you'd gone back to do your PGCE. Yeah,
2: I was back at university. Yeah,
1: and you were playing with. I was playing with a punk synths. band
2: called Mixed Type Saints. Nice. Yeah. And then, yeah, Jack sent me the songs over when I told him I was coming back, and then...
1: He went, they're terrible. But if we can change them (laughs) somehow, then they're not. But then
2: we came back and got Kai, uh, guitarist on board, Japanese guy. Amazing guitarist. Super
1: talented guy. Yeah, 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 incredible. uh, guy incredible.
2: So Um, as soon as... You're not
1: too bad yourself, Jack, as well. I've seen you play. I look look up to (laughs) Kai's... Yeah.
2: But as soon as I came back and got Kai learning the songs, we all just got together. And then we just yeah. spent a bit of time looking for a basis, didn't we?
1: It was actually pre-arranged before George even came back. It mm. was like, when George comes back, then we'll we're going to start off. doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And he came back, and within the first week, we were practising. Rent a rent, no, just a um, practice room on the on the canal on Junkshire Street. Nice. Mm. Cafe cafe, cafe John, John, which is really nice. Yeah, it's great. But we were sick of, you know, you had two hours, and you're always looking at the clock, and... Carrying gear in and out and things like that, so yeah. or George, not using
2: your own gear,
1: I'm not using your own gear as well. Mm. You know, you, you buy all these nice piece amps and things, and then you, the whole time you're practicing, you never use any of them. So, yeah. you never want to look them, look no, them never, yeah, right. never yeah, exactly, especially yeah. look at the yeah. stairs here. Yeah, I mean, the stairs here are horrendous as well, but it's <laughs> so only got to look at one, so yeah, that's yeah. Up so and then uh, it's and it's done. Um, and then we with George, we basically was saying we need a studio, and he found this place,
2: yeah, we're on one of those, uh drum facebook groups vietnamese drum facebook groups and the the landlord was advertising it downstairs nice so we came to look around it and I was like it was great yeah really really good so we just jumped on it and started putting it together looks great
1: and of all the bands i've been in and i'm sure i speak for george and kai and kyle this has progressed the fastest because of having a studio yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because of having somewhere to go where we just drop in you know, even come and do half an hour, yeah. whatever, you know, work on a mix or something, then go home and not having to be, you know, putting things away and carrying mm. it all. and mm-hmm. sort of yeah, yeah. It's exactly. just,
0: it's just one more roadblock in the creative process. And oh, it's yeah. like, you yeah. know, yeah, for sure. And also this is, this, I guess is acting as a, a dual thing of it's, I'm guessing it's a rehearsal space, yeah, and it's also a recording space, Absolutely, mixing yeah. space, you know, and practice not, room. Yeah, I like yeah. come
2: in. I come in to practice on my own quite a lot. Yeah, like, yeah, like loads of, loads, of us do. It's just, just like it's a good. one,
0: yeah. just like a one-stop place then. Yeah, it's exactly.
2: Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I know the amount of times when you know if you if you're having to do these things separately. They just don't get done, you know. Never. You get hungry and Yeah, but when, when you're in the studio you don't get hungry as much. I've always <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. said to to George that and anyone who asks about the studio, I, I like to have a place to go to that's not work or my house. Yeah. It's nice yeah. to somewhere yeah, in, yeah, for sure. in between where you you know, if you if I go home I know I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah. If yeah. I go to work I know I'm I've got to do work.
0: It's difficult <laughs> it's difficult to um to have that separation between your you live in place, mm. and you, you know, you work place. Like if you, if they're the same space, it's difficult to cut mm. that line. You yeah, know, yeah, you can sure, be like, yeah. oh, what, you know, I'll, I'll do work in the, in the kitchen area. Yeah, but, I
1: mean, it's always it's, a nightmare. Yeah, it's yeah, still
0: the same cables and leads everywhere. I mean, yeah.
1: everywhere here, but nobody has to live here, so it's fine. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah.
0: my girlfriend knows that all too well. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. probably sick of cables and amps and oh God, <laughs> random really? guitars turning up yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the
1: stuff i mean look around you the quantity yeah. of stuff yeah. there's a lot
0: there's a lot of cool stuff here there's stuff that i didn't expect i mean i'm a bit of a <laughs> synth like nerd and i spotted the yamaha dx7 as soon as i came in
1: well, that could be a good yeah, little yeah. game we'll play later on this you go yeah. pick something and then uh, <laughs> and then we'll talk about it for five minutes. show yeah. and yeah. tell look what but it's i look mean it's, it's also found. like you've you've <laughs> accumulated like a lot of cool gear oh, in in, in
0: the space of like a year
1: we're both collectors, really, though. Yeah, mm.
0: yeah. So it's, it's like a, it's a team effort. Then you're all you're always on the lookout.
1: I'd say a team obsession rather than yeah. a team effort. <laughs> <Yeah>. But it's <laughs>
0: it's, a, it's a dangerous rabbit hole to go down, isn't it? Oh, mm. God, I yeah. yeah. The, the gearhead kind of yeah. You can yeah. just spend every penny over it. Yeah, easily. I'm just
2: dreading the day I have to go back, back home. Same. And I'm just sitting there with all this gear thinking, what i am going to do what with it? What am going to
0: do? Because you want to yeah. take it back, really, God. don't you? Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. never really want to let it go. Yeah, I've absolutely.
1: got 40 guitars that's here. A lot. <laughs> and, and 12. Since I didn't realize it
0: was that many. I knew you
1: had a few, but I didn't realize it was. I've got about 10 number. in the apartment as well. I just don't know. I honestly don't know. I've got guitars I've never played, mm. which is a terrible scam. I should give them yeah. the, some sort of charity, really. For sure. Get out of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: I've got friends, friends like that in the UK as well, where you know they just—it's just an obsession. Yeah, I just cannot
1: stop collecting. Yeah, and I mean that's another podcast altogether talking yeah. about buying gear in Vietnam. Yeah, musical gear, not not drugs. Just any game not
2: to give away any, any secrets there. Yeah, secret stashes of gear. Yeah, right, yeah. in shops.
1: Fisherman, in yeah, see where he gets his cash, does he?
0: <laughs> Have you got some? Yeah, some sweet spots that you. Maybe you, you go you go to areas. Maybe yeah. nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, you got to keep them on the line. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, to be fair, most of the guitar stuff now it's it's all in it's all in the open now. Mm-hmm. I was getting these getting really like interesting obscure sixties Japanese guitars for like five hundred thousand a million less than sometimes, sort of three years ago, and now everyone wants them. Mm. It's it's yeah. annoying now that comes up on Facebook and ordinarily no one would have looked at it mm. and I would have been able to wait a week and then drive along and get it and now it's bought like that in a yeah. heartbeat it's
0: frustrating it's, it's this kind of uh, wave of like point, you know? yeah. <laughs> reverb.com and things like that oh, yeah. you know they do like these articles about you know the mm. weird Russian Soviet guitars and then yeah. all of a sudden yeah. people yeah, click sure. on that they're actually pretty mm. cool and yeah. things like that Yeah, because you I mean I remember chatting to you briefly I don't know if you Remember it, but like saying like you collect a lot of Japanese
1: guitars, Japanese guitars, yeah, yeah, and you pick them up from all over there. Pick them up from all over Vietnam. Most mm. of them, are in, most of them are getting Saigon. I've had a few sent down from Da Nang and Hanoi, but mostly here, yeah, mostly. So you get a lot of people um, just doing these huge bulk buys from Japan. Where they'll buy a container, and it'll have fridges, and it'll have grandfather clocks, washing machines, and. If there's any room in they'll just stuff a few guitars in there. Yeah. Things like that. I bought a, I got a beautiful um I think it's actually this in that bag there. A beautiful Greco uh telecaster, nineteen seventy two telly, uh from the Matamogo factory, which is like one of the best sort of you know these one of these factories that would become you know, like iconic in the sort of lawsuit type times where everyone yeah. was suing Gibson. So <laughs> Gibson and Fender were suing all these companies for basically making better guitars than them. And uh he, probably selling them cheaper as well. And selling them for <laughs> a tenth of the price. Yeah. And this guy bought like twenty washing machines from Japan and that was not in the washing machine, but it was <laughs> it was wedged in between two washing machines. It's crazy. And he put it up for a hundred dollars
0: and
1: Do you find that you're having to do
0: a lot of refurb work on, on the equipment that
1: you're collecting or Do you just do it on the drum sometimes?
2: Yeah, it's not so great for <clears> buying <throat> drum stuff in Vietnam. Yeah. To be fair. I mean they've got a lot of Yamaha kits so we have got a Yamaha one there that we use for the function band, mm-hmm. and we hire that one out as well if people oh, need okay. it. Okay,
0: because it's just a good quality piece. Yeah, of it. it's yeah. just
2: quite small, really good quality, mm-hmm. stays in tune. It's great. But I bought a few snares here as well. You got like four or five snares, I think. Four or five snares, and I've had to do a little bit of work, but mainly just cleaning up and reheading. Yeah, got a fair few cymbals, but generally they're just as expensive as back home. Right, you don't really get any deals.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, you can occasionally find some really interesting stuff like I bought this all wood snare from Anton
1: that's great I love that snare uh,
2: and he got it custom made when he was back home I think mm. and it's just it looks so cool sounds great we use that to record on
1: yeah on pretty much everything
0: Do you, uh, because I mean as you say you got like 40 guitars and all these synths and
1: so much gear like mm. how much of it made it onto the album guitar wise everything's done on I think three guitars hmm and the amp, uh, the, I think I used, I did everything through. There's a Fender Twin and there's this, I've got a Taisco, so, a Solid State, like weird keyboard amp, basically. I did it all through there. Yeah. Um, I think I used a, one or two Fuzz effects. There's a, there's a friend of ours called Hamish who lives in New Zealand. Now he used to live here. And I used some pedals that he'd made for me. But a lot of the stuff, it's all VSTs, it's all plugins on the computer these days, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I didn't use that much gear. I've got gear which I record with, and I, well, you know, you, you play guitar, you know. It's mm. like I've got guitars which are set up for recording, where there's you know slightly higher action, there's less rattle, and I've got guitars which are set up for playing live, which is slightly lower action and the rattle a bit. But that doesn't matter because he's playing really, really playing. loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't. There's no one guitar I, I use live and I, and I record with basically. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's the humidity and the and the climates. More challenging for the guitars than the drums, I think. Yeah, you get a lot of like I buy a lot of guitars here. I see them online, and they come and the necks are warped, Wars, because yeah. things like that. And yeah, it's the got, same with drums as well. It the raps what you go, both.
2: you go play gigs in you know, Moynat, peeling off and things. And like that, yeah. oh, the salt water, up. yeah, yeah, yeah God, God. like peeling up. You can
0: see I all didn't even the, chrome think about the salt, yeah, the kind of the salt water in the air. So when stuff, when, yeah.
2: when we play, well, I sound check and put everything up well as much as I can away straight away.
1: Yeah, just, just so it's not picking up anything. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's no, yeah. true. Where we, yeah. we do with these, like, function gigs at the beach and stuff, if I leave the guitar out for, like, even an hour, half an hour, you come back and the strings are just, like... Just got yeah, this layer, just, yeah. Yeah, this mm. layer of rust on them. Yeah. yeah. we we There's a place in, in Moyniere called Joe's Cafe, which is a really, really nice spot we play at. I believe it. Didn't I've he,
0: been, yeah, I've been, actually. That's great.
1: Yeah. Every year he's got to replace all of the cabling, all the wiring for all the sound system, because it just gets ravaged mm. by the uh, by the, by the yeah. yeah the surrounding environment yeah. Yeah.
2: When, when we're playing with the function band as well if we take a break mid set and there's people dancing on stage they're spraying champagne oh, God. everywhere
1: yeah. all over the pedal boards pedal boards guitars. cymbals it's, it's a, a big lot.
0: yeah I mean I'm, I get paranoid about that you know like pedal boards you know like on the floor yeah just you know and if you're a, if, if you're playing a gig and the crowd's getting rowdy and that's great oh yeah yeah you know, mm. but I do get yeah, yeah. yeah. We, well,
2: we do when we play those gigs. Yeah, and that poor DJ last time, she had a laptop set up, and this guy was just spraying champagne, just covering all of her gear, just watching it going. Oh, what's yeah. this guy doing?
0: And al- alcohol is like <laughs> heartbreaking. Worse it? because it's it it's sticky, isn't it? And it, yeah. it sticks yeah. in between on the electronics and Horrible. just ruins it. Yeah. So you've been working on the album for the last year.
1: Yeah. um... Started recording it in, actually we were, we were ridiculously too late. We said for like months, next week we're starting the recording. Yeah. We're starting yeah. the next week. We're starting the next week. And we said that in December and then we finally put something down in April. Mm-hmm. And then when I told that the John, the guy who who owns the label, John Blaney, he was a really, really nice guy. He's like, if you can get me everything done by the end of May, then it should be good to go come, uh, come November. I was like, yeah, yeah. That's ages away all the time. Like on the end of May, we've got like four drum tracks down. Get, ah, <laughs> so um, and I was working. It was before I started my new job, so I was working part time then, only evenings. So I had actually I had a very nice routine, which I really, really enjoyed, and I really, really missed that. Getting up, getting here, you know, taking the taxi down here at about eight o'clock, getting some lovely vegetarian far or mm. some food or whatever. Sat on the balcony, eating outside, and then coming here and do a few hours recording. Have a little nap on the sofa. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. But it, George was, I mean, George, I've got to say, George and Kai and Carl were brilliant. That they just, we'd, we'd been playing the songs for a, for a while and they just put them down more or less. I think, I don't think doing you had to do more than three ticks on anything.
2: Yeah, no. Really? The, mainly the time was spent on getting that sound just right.
1: Yeah, getting the drum sound right. Because there's mm. a, a new room, and new gear, and we're trying to find everything, you know, the a good sweet sound. Yeah. for sweet yeah. The sweet spots, yeah. And then the rest of it was just was me playing guitars and singing and keys and fanning about and stuff like that. The experiment in kind of. Yeah. Yeah, That's, exactly. I mean, it's the fun bit and it's yeah. the bit where. It's I what think makes it
0: different. All the best, yeah, all the best yeah. bits of an album are, are from those little bits. Sure. But when you've got the deadline pressing, it gets yeah, harder sure. to get those, those, yeah. those moments um, in there. Yeah,
2: we went away to play as well. We yeah. went with uh, Open Air Drug Market in yeah, Thailand. Yeah. Malaysia Mm -hmm. for three weeks that's right yeah and it wasn't quite finished yet was it it wasn't finished so we still had that to do when we came back Hmm. so um yeah that did
1: uh, slow us down I came back through a mini strip I was like right that's it no one else is recording anything else it's done then Kyle was like can I read that bit but no it's done (laughs) we're not doing any more Uh, and that's it and sent it off but I don't think anyone who's ever sent any record off to be mastered in the history of mankind is ever hundred percent happy with what they're sent off. No, yeah, no. There's I always think,
0: something to change.
1: Yeah. You could always go back and think, oh well that should have been louder, you know, I should have redone that vocal or whatever, but well I mean you it's get
0: an, you get yeah. artists like um like D'Angelo, who spent like thirteen years doing yeah. that where it's like you spend all that time perfecting it and it yeah. just takes when it's you know, just you guys, mm-hmm. it just takes too long and, and oh, you just gotta And also I guess like albums are a kind of a an artifact, you know, at like a certain point in time totally. of your life as a well. Product at you know? the time, yeah, yeah. And if you
1: sit on that too long, then you, it's gone. Yeah, it's know? a snapshot.
2: It's yeah, sure it, it is. is. Yeah, that's it.
1: Looking back, it could have been done a lot quicker. And the next time we do one, it will absolutely certainly be done quicker mm. for sure. So it's, a bit, it's been a learning process as well. Yeah, total know? learning yeah. process. Yeah. I'd never worked with um, with Logic before. Okay. Yeah. So it was it was learning. I was learning new software on the go.
0: Difficult, yeah. Learning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm comfortable on Logic now. You know, for those who don't know, Logic is a, a digital audio workstation, um, basically for recording. And, and I'm I'm comfortable with it now. And I was I've been using it like ten years. Yeah. But like, if I was to switch on to something else, I'd be like, I'd be so
1: stuck in my ways. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. Man. It was what odd. What were
0: you on before? Using Pro Tools. Pro Tools. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was a big. Thing because I bought, I had a new MacBook as well and I was like, ah, figure out everything and and just trying to get sort of the best out of everyone, really. I mean, because we're all from sort of different backgrounds. I mean, George, I mean, you, the sort of drummers, I mean, what were you playing when you were younger? You're, punk rock. Punk rock. All the way through. Mm. Yeah. A good 10 years back home, just, yeah. what, just that, yeah. uh, Any
0: sort of particular <clears throat> kind of branch or influences you'd say?
2: Yeah, we did the whole kind of like... Bruce Springsteen kind of thing, but a bit heavier. Yeah, that sort of thing, like yeah, the band. Not really kind of like.
0: Don't get offended. if This is not but Gaslight Anthem, just so, like that. Uh, right.
2: Okay. Gaslight Anthem, yeah. Menzingers, all those sort of bands. Yep. That's the sort of thing yeah. we we're going for. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So we recorded an album just before I left, which still hasn't come out.
0: Wow. Which
2: has been
1: <laughs> ages. Totally, the studio makes things work faster. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. so, so George is more of sort of punk rock background. Kyle, Kyle's. Berkeley trained. Kyle went to Ber- the bass player Kyle, yeah. he, Kyle Kersey Cursey. He went to Berkeley and studied there. Uh, I wasn't. I'm not sure he, he was doing bass and drums and trombone.
2: Is trombone. It right? yeah, I'm not yeah. sure
1: if it was jazz or <clears throat> classical or. I think it was. I think he was. his jazz trained. I think. I'm not. I'm not entirely certain. Mm-hmm. But he's a, an absolutely terrifying player, Kyle. I mean, a monster. I've se- uh, yeah, I've seen
0: sort of seen it. Seen him live and stuff, and he's just doing. incredible insane runs mm. oh, uh, yeah yeah, yeah, I mean you can tell amazing. he's like Berkeley train sort of yeah. level yeah his whole mm.
1: approach towards playing is not like I mean you know I'm looking at my hand when I'm playing right like, you know let's just do the D you know <laughs> okay, can, can I, I do is thats is that a G set is that a G what, what is that again is that a G uh, but Kyle doesn't think Kyle doesn't even think of things in terms of this is right and this is not right he just everything he plays he makes it right mm. and interesting and good uh, totally, you know, without thinking about it. It's, mm. he's, he's an absolute monster. Um, and a really lovely guy as well. Very, yeah. very happy to have him.
2: And um, Kai.
0: Incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Incredible. He puts so around.
2: much work into his playing. Yeah. So much work. He'll sit there for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. yeah. Practicing, getting it perfect.
0: So uh, Kai is, is Japanese. Yeah, yeah Japanese. Japanese. Yeah, yeah. And Kyle is American? Yeah. South American. Yeah. Right. Cool. And so it's like
1: professional musicians. That's all they do. They all, all they do is play. Music here and it you know to shows they're both incredible players, yeah and uh, really, really nice lads as well yeah, you know we're super happy to have them to have them playing on the album and playing live with us and super passionate players as well you know yeah. that they love doing it, and you know I take off to them in the respect that doing original music doesn't bring you a lot of money, you know I think uh, most people know that right yeah for sure uh, so I'm, re- I'm really flattered that they wanting to play it. For the fun of playing the music, rather than just getting that, you know, that pay check at, at the end of the night. Yeah. Which of course everyone needs that. I mean, me and George, we both we both teach in, in the mm-hmm. daytime, so we, you know, we luckily have a bit of coin coming in. Apart from that, but they, you know, they they they're teaching music, but most of their money is coming through through playing gigs, playing shows, and very lucky and very happy that they would, you know, they would choose one of our shows potentially to make less money than they would playing with, with another mm. band you know So yeah. we're really flattered
2: for sure giving up their time as well oh, we, went out, yeah. we went away for three weeks yeah and i mean some of those were paid and most of it was just hotels and food and stuff like that
0: it's all kind of the overheads kind of yeah little, exactly yeah, it's huge yeah. that
2: they'd give up three weeks of shows and teaching oh god yeah it's a
0: huge amount yeah. of money to, to, to sacrifice doing mm. that. so you and so you were touring in thailand whereabouts did you go
2: Oh, we went. We, we really did three weeks, bit. about fifteen dates. Yeah. So we did a. Few Basically, in we went Bangkok. all from
1: the north of. Bangkok, we went from Bangkok all the way down to the south of Malaysia. Nice. Yeah. We ended up. Ended up. In, we, we went somewhere beyond Kuala Lumpur, but I can't remember what the name was. Ah, uh, I can't remember either. Was that Malacca? Yeah, Malacca. Malacca was further right, but then we went back up. Then to, we went to back up and did the last
2: show in KL and then flew back out.
0: Nice. What's What's KL like for uh, Muse? Like the?
1: Well, how did you find it? The, uh, we the had a great show. time in KL. I loved Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. I thought it was like it's like Saigon, but with a tenth of the people. Mm. And
2: yeah, yeah. The venues are great as well. Yeah, really, Chris. really good, really I, nice.
1: I would live mm.
0: there. I I yeah. really enjoyed it when I went there. I had like a, a long weekend there. I was yeah, like, yeah. This is a cool city. Yeah, and, s- and I could imagine it having a nice music scene. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I mean, we,
2: we, some we lovely spent, shows there. Yeah, and we spent about a week eating curries off banana leaves. Oh, yeah, God,
1: which was yeah. like yeah. the horrible. best
0: thing. Uh, so, so good, so good. Yeah,
1: put on like six kilos in three weeks. <laughs> Just eating banana leaf, eating rice off a banana leaf. From yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean Thai Thai food as well is insane. Too spicy for me. Oh, um, that's right, my street. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that spicy, especially especially in the uh like the northern areas and stuff
1: like. So so good, but yeah, it's got a kick to it. No, it was it was good. We we spent such a lot of time in the car. I never really knew where I was. Yeah because you move from one place to the other
0: so quickly. Were
1: you all sharing like a, a big van or something? We're hired or? a yeah. mini right. and driver. Yeah. Nice. It was nice for, I mean, I had a great time, but it was like get in the car, drive for hours, get out of the car, eat loads of food, get back in the car, get to the hotel, go to sleep, mm. play the show, go to bed. It was a very gluttonous... It was. I mean, that's, weeks.
0: that's the... Uh the reality of tour, uh, touring really that I guess is we some people it's, don't see uh, it's it's a lot of driving. It's a oh, lot of driving is, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: we were quite gluttonous of it though. We For sure. We were but, like we'd have a holiday as well, what, it, yeah. It? We're yeah, like, yeah. gonna yeah. eat nice food and
2: But the all everyone who was with us was just it was great. Like mm. no arguments the whole time. Great. Like everyone getting on with each other.
1: Open air drug martyr from Vietnam, uh, Pink Guns and Floyd Roses, good name. Nice from Thailand. <laughs> and uh green means go janelle oh yeah do you know janelle? janelle i do not at this point but janelle, Uh filipino guy Janelle, what's his cinema orbita orbita i think Obida. yeah if yeah. you listen to janelle janelle orbita yeah green means go is his act is a um, like a big looping effects like reggae and dub nice absolutely awesome just and a one yeah, man one man playing guitar super talented guy yeah
0: yeah. He's yeah. drummer as well.
1: Yeah
2: yeah. Him. And and plays drums for Open Air Drug Market.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah.
2: Actually, I'll... he's going to be playing on Friday as well.
1: And he's going to be playing on Friday yeah, with yeah. uh helping out with uh, the band who are playing with
0: us, the K3 yeah, album yeah. band. Sorry, I do know him. I've I've se- I have seen him uh I think it was like past the street. I might have seen he him. Yeah. yeah, yeah he does nice. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, I do know him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you were writing the album, recording the album in Vietnam, mm-hmm. but you releasing it in the UK. Yes. So how how did that all come about? Um I mean, you're from the UK. Yeah, we're both from the yeah. UK.
1: Yeah, I'm from Sunderland. George from Birmingham. 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 <laughs> and I like to have, I think, you know, I'm not trying to, not trying to muck around here, but out, over here, we are out of the loop with, with what what's going on back home in the UK and what's going on in the US. And, you know, there's not a lot of bands here, and there's not a lot of record labels, and there's not a lot of venues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I sort of had to choose, am, am I going to try and tout it to, you know, an, a non-existent label over here, or would it be good to make some sort of connection between here and wherever the label is based? So I messaged a lot of American labels and European labels and UK labels, and uh, one of the guys who got back to us was this guy called John Blaney from the label Mega Dodo, and it just so happens, one of my friends put out an album with that label about, two years ago now, with a band called Green Seagull, who were doing really well in the UK. And I remember seeing at this my friend's house a copy of the album and I uh, thought, oh, this is, you know, really pressed really nicely, really beautiful and very really professional. And looked into what else he was doing, and he's he's sort of got that old school attitude towards music, which has sort of been forgotten about now in the way that he'll you know, you listen to it and he likes it and he say, yeah, let's do it rather than, you know, can he can he do this? Can he change your image? Can you, you know, maybe you should consider changing this and things like that. Mm. He's very much take a risk on what people are doing and I really respect that because you don't get that a lot mm. anymore. Yeah. I mean, if you think about the big, massive you know, chart labels and stuff, you know, these people who are releasing these albums their entire life has, controlled what they're going to do what they're going to say where they're going to mm. go what they're going to wear things like that and obviously this is no one of the same level but the, 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 the guy John he's basically I sent him a video of uh, one of the songs which is on the LP called when the dragon flies low and I made a music video for that and I sent him a handful of demos I've recorded and he basically said yep sounds great let's make an album that was the that was the single email reply I got from him <laughs> nice and uh, yeah. I was in London at the time. and I went, Oh, well, do you not want to like, is that it? Are you sure? You don't want to meet and have a talk about something? He's like, Oh, well, I'll come in. He lives on the outskirts of London. He's like, I'll come in, we'll have a few pints and have a chat about it. And went and met him, where'd I go? Somewhere near, uh, somewhere, what was it? On Trafalgar Square, the Sam Smiths pub. Oh, yeah, Jamarcus good old Sam Smiths. Square. Yeah. What's it called again? The Sam Smiths pub pub? I know the one you mean, actually. I've been to it. On the corner opposite it, so. the National Gallery. Yeah. Yeah. The name will come to us in a minute. I met him in there and uh, had a chat and really, really, really nice guy and was telling us a bit about the history of the label and he's worked in music for years and years and years and he's he's got certain people who do this and certain people who do that, producers and masterers and DJs and things and he basically said, you go record an album, send it to me and I'll do everything else, which (laughs) was nice to have sort of free, you know, total artistic freedom to do whatever you want you know absolutely yeah, for sure
0: absolutely lovely
2: and and the other bands that he he puts out it doesn't really target one demographic it's kind uh-huh. of just general music lovers
0: yeah yeah and that's it things that he's just actually yeah things that he, he likes. listens to yeah, and yeah. Is like yeah, yeah i like this it's great. I, yeah. I can yeah I, that sounds like a really good way to run a label mm, for oh, sure
1: yeah he's yeah. got a lot of people that basically subscribe to his label mm. and they just buy what the label puts out regardless of you know even without even hearing it because the they the trust that, that they're going to like the next product because the trust is. You know, yeah. right? He's like a sort of an, an arbiter in terms of what they're, what they're going to listen to. Mm. And we did that, and you know, it, it's, uh, the album's not even out yet. And we've, the pressing of it looks beautiful. Really pleased to see that mm. it. it's, it, it's on a sort of a red and white yellow splatter vinyl, which just looks lovely. And it's already been getting some really good play on uh, Six Music, BBC Six Music. Nice. Which is oh, which is really, really nice. More than we could have ever, ever expected yeah. from coming out of this little room to getting broadcast to you know
0: BBC six music. I mean BBC six is is one of the best channels for, for new acts yeah oh, without, without yeah. a doubt in, in the sure. UK yeah for sure yeah yeah, and
2: absolutely. the and the, bu- the buzz you get from listening to your track on the radio yeah, oh, yeah incredible. incredible
0: yeah yeah it's pretty priceless right yeah.
1: I mean, yeah we've both been in bands for years and it's really hard to get music on the season. yeah absolutely <laughs> it's pretty, yeah. bloody hard for sure and um, so we're really really flattered with that mm-hmm. and it's still getting played Uh great DJ called Gideon Co you know really helped us out played, mm-hmm. the, played a few tracks but four times now and hoping you'll play some more tracks and some other DJs will play some more tracks mm-hmm. and yeah That'd be good. That's uh, really nice. I
0: mean, I've had the, yeah, I've 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 seen the vinyl pressing. Oh yeah, the yeah. one that you just mentioned, the splattered one, and it is yeah, super nice looking record. Yeah.
1: Even if you hate the music, yeah, it's just buying because <laughs> it looks pretty. <laughs> that's what I've that's, been that's saying. That's the really yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, but going so, back to what I was just saying before, sorry yeah. to it, but in But when I was saying how it felt really far away, being over here, it's stuff like getting that six music play, which has. Given us a bit more confidence in the fact that we're not that far away. Yeah, mm. you know, you're only as far away as you choose to distance yourself. Mm. If you want, if you want to get involved, put your music out there and see if there's a bite. You know, and so that's been really reassuring that even though we're in Saigon, we're still getting, you know, work on a UK label and play on UK radio and stuff mm. like that. So it's it's really nice. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean... We miss we miss home, you know, like you do yeah. as well. Yep. Yeah. From time, time. Yeah. Yeah, from time to time, from
0: time
1: to time, it's nice to still be back there. Yeah, in in a way.
0: Yeah. yeah, how would you describe your sound? It's it's psychedelic rock. Yeah,
2: a lot of it. Yeah, but then the the songs that seem to be really popular, the kind of more surfy ones, right? The more instrumental, yeah. straight up surf songs. Yeah, and when we play them live, they get on so well. Mm. They're great to open the set up. And track. close the set,
0: yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I thank you for this as well. But you guys have sent me the album in advance. Oh, and yeah, I've, yeah. I've listened listened to it a couple of times, and yeah, opening track, very Dick Dale kind of vibe. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Is it? Would that be one
1: of the influences for that kind of surf sound? Yeah, and... I'll, I'll add Dick Dale, yeah. Link Ray, Ventures, mm-hmm. Shadows, stuff like that. Yeah, nice. I like I like I like guitar music, and I haven't played guitar for so long. There's, that's always a sort of music which I still enjoy playing. Mm. I, I find it fun and it's still and challenging. You know, playing that really fast, heavy pick like. And yeah, for it's, sure. It's fun. It's it's a bit like. I mean, I'd say nostalgic. It's not like, not nostalgic for us. No, <laughs> it's no nostalgic yeah, yeah. For somebody else, but um,
2: but it kind of suits like that suits my style. That kind of music. Yeah. I can get into that quite easily, and Kai's great at that stuff. Mm. Playing really, really fast. Yeah. We, all, we all came together really well that yeah.
1: one I'm looking forward to being up by the, we're playing at the uh, the Coracle Festival in a few weeks time which right, yeah. is a festival on the, on the beach in, yeah. in, in or jam or cob
2: or jam somewhere Ho-jam,
1: Ho-jam, yeah yeah and the stage is on the beach and I'm looking forward to being on the beach playing yes, all this there, surf music <laughs> you know that'll be that'll be really good yeah that'll be awesome.
2: awesome but in ter- in terms of sound it's the album's so varied mm. yeah, we've weird, got too. really fast ones like that we've got really slow ones yeah. really heavy ones Yeah proper heavy metal stuff.
0: It's great. There was one I was listening to, it was track three, uh, Raises in the Clay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's got a real like, like the rhythm in it is just like really, really cool. Really bouncy.
1: Yeah, uh, That's all George yeah. and Kyle, you see. I can't do any drums. So I just hand, the I just say, well, even like, the,
0: yeah. even the guitar is very like, you know, there's a lot of, rhythm to it yeah
2: yeah for sure it's really easy to lock in we all just seem to get it straight yeah. away in that song mm. especially live it's so much fun to play and
1: watching everyone's head bob yeah it's,
0: it's a great. nice one to play. It's, it is yeah, yeah. i remember hearing it live and it is a, mm. it's a really good tune yeah it's
1: probably the most modern sounding i think yeah. of of the of the album mm. it's quite angular it, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. it reminds me
0: of uh them crooked vultures yeah, it, um, you the, mm.
1: um, Josh Almond. Yes, that's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. And
2: Kai loves that stuff. Yep. Kai cool. loves the, all that stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, definitely, from my perspective, yeah, there's a <clears throat> big, like, psychedelic vibe to it. Yeah, well. there is, yeah. But it's kind of, yeah, mixed in with that surfer, uh, and also, like, reminds me a bit of, it, like, the old Western movies as well. Yeah. Some, some of mm. that kind of. For that's, sure, yeah.
1: That's what I like. I like the surfy cowboy vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um but yeah, I get a lot of the sort of, you know, like Morricone type stuff. It's got a surfy vibe to it as exactly. well. And I like the I like you know, I like things being dramatic and you know, I, I grew up you know, I'm gonna embarrass myself now. You know, I grew up with things like musicals, you know, broader musicals and things and I like things which are really you know, with really heavy imagery. Yeah and stuff like that where you can hear whether it's just a guitar chord and you can see an image or you can, you know, you can Imagine something which is not necessarily what I'm imagining, you know. So, um, but yeah, like the, the 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 westerny, cowboy, surfy, trippy thing. Mm. You know, it's, it, it it does got a big '60s sort of vibe. I'm I'm aware of that, but I was very keen for it not to become a pastiche. I wanted just to, to have yeah. something a bit unique and at least some sort of thread running through everything that could be connected, to, you know, to make a sound. But again, it, it's hard to do that with one album. You know, you, you need a few albums to sort of establish a sound. Yeah, know, so. yeah. That's I that. mean, yeah.
0: difficult thing about even putting an album together. I mean, this album's ten tracks. Yeah, it's a really difficult thing to create a body of work where each track is its own thing, but then they've they've mm-hmm. got uh, they share something as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. have done like a really good job with with. You know, whole, glue in that kind of thing. Too. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty and, much, and
2: part of it is having this studio. Because mm, yeah, we yeah. can spend... If we want to do an hour's rehearsal, we can do an hour's rehearsal. If we want to do three, four, five hours, we can do that. We can yeah. stay in here all day. Yeah, And, you know, it's been... Sometimes we have stayed in here for hours on end, yeah. just trying to sort out different bits. Yeah. And you can hear it. It's
1: great. Nice. And we're not on someone else's time. So, I, you know, we can do... I can do an hour on one song, and then do an hour on another song, and then go back to the other song. So yep. everything's still being... You know, modified and touched up with the same effects. You know, mm. be your own boss. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I stay in the studio for another five hours, Jack? Yes, you can, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> you know, basically. Nice. That's me talking to myself. Not another. It's not, too Jackson, there's not too Yeah. Jackson, yeah. No. <laughs>
0: how do the uh, how do live shows differ to the, the studio recordings? Do you, do you bring I'm not
1: some... crying. <laughs> <just time>. Less <laughs> sweating, maybe. <laughs> sweating, less crying. Um, <laughs> Less, oh, I've got to go to work, man. Yeah. Uh, judging to this.
2: Um, when we play live, we're usually surrounded by a lot of friends. Yeah. Because it's a fairly small scene in Saigon. And a lot of the people are great. So it's so nice playing live, seeing all those people watching mm-hmm. and supporting us. So I guess it's different when we come inside to rehearse or record. Because I think it's a bit more serious when we come in here. Yeah. Because no one's around, no distractions. We're just getting on with it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's great playing live as well. Love I it. mean, this Can't town's got it, so right, many man. nice people, so many great bands. We played Open Air Drug Market, the Kanonos played with a few times. Yeah, great and They're bands. so good. They had an album out, was it two years ago, three years yeah, ago? Right, about
1: two years ago, I think, the
0: Canonos
2: album. Yeah. Can mm. Play the hits. Yeah, play the hits. They're playing with us at Coracle as well.
0: Yeah, they're like a... Um how would you describe them? They're like a very like fast. A garage Yeah, garage duo. kind of, yeah. yeah.
1: Super, super fast, super energy. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. But they've gone, yeah. again, they've gone more sort of surfy recently with this right. stuff as well. It's It's got that big, heavy sort of circus side like, punky garage vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's like, like the Seeds of the Monks or something. It's, you know, it's really abrasive and heavy and, you know, they they play it really well. Both really talented, really nice guys. Yeah. Both play drums, both play guitar, both yeah. sing.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard when it's just the duo as well, you know. Mm.
1: Yeah, really, sure, they yeah. really big sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, they do it great. Um, yeah, I think we're going to try and get them in here soon to do a bit of recording as nice. well. Yeah, we want to do a single. This is a bit of a challenge to us, mm. you know, to try and you know have a bit of a challenge for a day, record yeah. it in another band, see what it sounds like.
2: Mm-hmm. Could even be a split. It could be Genitive a split. split. Yeah.
1: A cool oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That would be good. A yeah. B. Yeah. What What are your thoughts
0: on like the the live music scene here? Because it seems like there's such a a good community. Like you say, like you're surrounded by friends and stuff. Mm. Like what, yeah, what, what, what are your overall thoughts on, on the scene here?
2: Well, Saigon's it's been peaks and troughs yeah. since, since I got here. And there's been some amazing times when Cargo was around, those huge shows, really, really good. And I think there's been some amazing shows, but right now there just needs to be a few more venues, a few more options. Mm, yeah. um, I mean, Yoko's our second home. Yeah, we love playing there. It's such a good bar, like it's so cool. Uh, Huayang and Tofu are really, really nice. Really supportive. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but sometimes you can't really push the volume too much because it gets really loud in that place. Yeah, mm. But no matter how good it is, but then sometimes we just need a n- little venue. Just we want to turn it up to eleven or yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, just I mean, uh, yeah, maybe just like a, a tiny bit more space. You guys said you just played a Halloween party. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. packed. Did you say like 300 something people. Yeah, yeah. it was
1: packed. It was insane. Yeah, and we were really loud <clears bad throat> as well. But I think so. That was at your club. I think the rule book had been thrown out by that point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. yeah, we did split it. Uh, 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 so there's um, uh, an events company called Locally Chat Wildlife. Um, and they put on a lot of like uh, shows around here. And two great lads, they're the two lads from Open Air Drug Mart, mm-hmm. Gavin Pelisi and Stephen Murphy. And they are doing more for the origin for the scene here than anyone mm. really. They're putting on so many shows and they're inviting bands down from Hanoi and international bands invite them to come over it's been bands from India, mm-hmm. bands from the UK, bands from the US come over, bands from Cambodia. And they're organizing everything, basically. we just show up with our guitars and drumsticks and didn't mm-hmm. do it. And it <laughs> yeah. pretty much, yeah. I mean we're we're totally indebted to, to these guys. I mean we wouldn't we wouldn't have a band we certainly wouldn't have an album out if it wasn't for them for the, yeah absolutely no, yeah. no question about it
0: are they the same guys who organised the uh, Saigon Psych Festival yes, exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that yeah. was a really really cool event yeah you know, it was great spread over a couple of days a couple mm. different venues yeah, it, was, and it was a great time yeah, yeah it was really good lineup. yeah yeah it was yeah.
1: Yeah. great fun I had, yeah, it had a UK band on Flo the no I think they, George is right you know it is peaks and troughs but at the minute I think the scene's good. Everyone who's doing it is good. And there's a lot of talent out there. It's just not everyone knows about it. Which mm-hmm. is the which is a thing. Like for example, like Seven Uppercuts, I mean amazing band doing so good. They played a show a few weeks ago, there was ten people watching them. Then the week later they played a show to two thousand people. Mm. Because one of them you know, they they you know, these people these people are there to come and see the shows, it's just there's not that much in terms of advertisement and things like that. I mean, we've only got Facebook to advertise on, really. Mm. Mm. Nobody's, you know, I don't see big billboards for shows, or like you would, there's no free music newsletters being handed out like you would get in the UK or the yeah, US. So yeah. people only hear about what they, what they know about through through Facebook, really. And if you miss it on Facebook, well, you missed it. Kind of, yeah. You know, that's the only chance you get. No one's flying. i don't see anyone flying um, for gigs here? No. Flying for gigs in, like Southern, I in, Newcastle in London. <laughs> You know, yeah. like at any one point in London, there's like 20,000 people flying for gigs. Yeah. Mm. But uh, nothing over here. And the, the physical media thing as well, which, again, seems to be changing. People don't buy CDs here. They don't buy albums here. They don't buy DVDs. You know, I've talked to my students. It when was, it was the last time you bought a CD? Uh, you know, some of them say 10 years ago. Some of them say, what's never. a CD? Yeah. You know, never. <laughs> but uh, it is, it's changing. There's a great new vinyl shop opened up in uh, in District 1. On uh, Wingman Wing Street, mm. just off High Trunk. I can't remember the name of it at the minute, but I follow it on Facebook, and I people think, are buying yeah. stuff every day. People are buying vinyl and hmm. record players, and you know, when once that interest in physical media comes back in, that's when there'll be more of a drive to do original music because people want to make music and they want to make a bit of money from yeah. it as well. Yeah, you need that
0: physical, tangible, yeah. touchable thing, though. Yeah. It's to mm-hmm. really connect that's why i think vinyl is so good you know I sound like a, a bit of a hipster one canal but you know <laughs> having a having the vinyl it, it, when you put on the record you really uh, listen to the record oh, you know it's a ritual will. of putting it on putting the needle on or, yeah. if you leave yeah. the room
1: you can't hear it anymore yeah you know it is it's, it's much more engaging than putting an mp3 on or putting spotify on mm. and you've spent a lot of money on it so you want to you want to hear it yeah exactly language. yeah you, you spend money on it, you go home, you hold it, you read the artwork, you look at the, you know, you, it's a full product and, mm. Mm. you know, and yeah, you people sit, like you, that. Yeah, you
2: sit down and just listen to it. Yeah. yeah. You don't pot around the kitchen or yeah. make a cup of tea or whatever. Yeah, go whatever. for a that's, run or anything. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I think, <clears throat>
0: um, as well, it's one of the best ways to support the band, I think. I think Coulson it's one as as of the well. most profitable uh, forms of media. You know, when Talk. you get a download, it's mm-hmm. pennies and yeah. streams are even a fraction of a penny like oh, for nothing. a thousand streams. Yeah, absolutely. you absolutely. Know? But um, yeah, the physical vinyl is I think one, one of the best, yeah, mediums. It's a yeah. great
1: thing. It's come back for a reason. It's pop, you know, it's popular yeah. again. You know, this. it's it's by far the most impractical way of producing music and listening to music but yeah. by far the most pleasurable Yeah, way of doing it at the same time so I think it's, you know, it's it's come back for a reason mm-hmm. and I'm pleased that, you know, a lot of young Vietnamese, especially the young Vietnamese kids are getting into it. Yeah. Because it. it, it
0: that's what you need. You need the kids to to get into mm. it first, really, and then yeah, yeah. and then it'll really pick up some some steam. So you've got the album coming out uh, this Friday. I know by the time I upload this, it'll it'll be up and out. You've got a um, be number one, the Billboard one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You've got a release party coming this Friday. Yes. At Yoko. At
1: Yoko. Beloved so, Yoko.
0: It, what, what are we gonna do? You're gonna just play through the whole album kind of thing or we're
1: gonna actually we might do a new song which could potentially be a single as well so nice. we'll do the album through the single um and there's a band on called k300 who are a bit of a sort of semi, semi-legendary vietnamese band they had a massive hit a few years ago like funk rock really really cool mm-hmm. so we're really pleased to be playing with them as well and just basically play and have a bit of a boozer with everyone and you know nice. have a good time yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, I mean. And
0: then uh, what's what's next for Skeleton Good after that?
2: After that, we have got Coracle Festival coming up. Yeah. The last weekend in November. Mm. Which is going to be great.
0: And have you got uh, much other kind of like promo stuff to do around the album release? Or? There'll be
1: two videos coming out over yeah. the next two or three months before Christmas at least. Nice. Um, and yeah, we've done some interviews with some here, things mm. like that yeah
2: yeah Saigonier came by uh,
1: waiting to, I'm waiting to get some of the reviews in from the UK magazines which should be nice we've had a good magazine review in Mojo mm-hmm. Red Bull Collector so hoping we we'll get some more stuff in come from that and then That'd it's just great. on to the next one really mm-hmm. whether, whether what we're going to do they're going to put some singles or another album or an EP or something or just have a bash you know try yeah. and, we've got this space now so we've sort of you know we're spoiled for choice really we mm-hmm. come in record something if it's good Use it, it's crap. Forget about
0: it. Yeah, and you still, I mean, like you've you've got quite a lot to look forward to still as well yeah. in terms of the album coming out, and then you're exactly, getting yeah. all the feedback from yeah. that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet. Yeah,
1: it's good yeah. fun.
2: I mean, that that radio play before it's even out is amazing.
1: Yeah, mm. like, I don't I'm know anyone out. getting that really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even on on with you know big side bands, <laughs> you know. Mm. Getting there, getting that sort of high level radio play without the album being out was a real bonus. I'm mm-hmm. really, really thankful for that.
0: Let me ask you about uh, the artwork as well. Uh oh, yeah, how yeah. did that come about? I'm looking at it now. It's oh, kind of yeah. like <coughs> I can't I can't quite put my finger on it, but it looks like workers in <laughs> a field and then with a bit of a workers in a field. <laughs> yeah, got it.
1: There's <laughs> it um the antique street in District One, Which was in everything.
2: Rubber Benton Market. Yeah, all only guys off Benton Market. Gone mm.
1: something that really I can't mm. remember. Uh, I was walking down there, and I went inside one of these antique shops, and this guy had thousands and thousands and thousands of old photos stacked up. And I was like, I'm just looking through them for, actually you came down, didn't you, mm. when I was there? I was looking down for for a few hours, and uh, picked out sort of like 10, which I really liked. And the guy was like, one million each. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> He's got like 10,000 up there. I'm like, you're telling me your, those 10,000 pictures, they're worth $50 each. He's like, yes. I'm like, oh, absolutely nonsense. So I'm not paying that. I'm not paying $50 each for them. I'm paying $500 for 10, you know, they're not even original photos, you know, mm-hmm. prints. So I picked three that I liked, and I was like, come on, I'll give you, I think I gave them $10 each. And he was like, yeah, okay. You know, we're a hell of a drop already. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was one of them, and it's, it, it was sort of uh, workers in a Vietnamese party field. And they're all, all these prints, they look like they're all being taken from, a museum. They've been up on display in a museum somewhere, Yeah. and they've all got the sort of they've got like a stamped, like a tick of ticks, tip a tip stamp type of thing on the back with all the information about them. Mm. And some pins in the corner, some some <laughs> pinholes in the corner. Yeah, yeah mm. but they've all been pinned up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um And uh I didn't know what to do for for a sleeve, and I I, I put I like that picture, and I just started playing with the colours, and I was like, well, Vietnam, you know, the flag red and yellow and stuff. Right. And yeah. really just dropped the, and mucked them out with them. I thought. It reminded me of like a sort of, do you know, like Spaceman, Spaceman 3, the, the band, like they sort of, they look like flying saucers in the yeah, field, yeah. like mm. aliens in the field, like well, monsters.
0: It's, it took me a few minutes to kind of look, properly <laughs> look at it and be like, what, because it, it looks like in a, it, it, ha, it was an image that has been, you know, worked on or yeah, yeah. Like oh, edited. Yeah. And Very and crudely. Then, yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's really <laughs> cool, yeah. Um,
1: definitely fits the vibe of the... Uh, psychedelic kind yeah of thanks feel, yeah. I think it does as well and um, and yeah I took the, it just looks like the big sort of Martians with the big the yeah, big yeah. mad heads but actually on the lyric sheet I've included the copy there's a print of the actual foot on the lyric sheet as well so oh nice it. but it worked really well with the red splatter vinyl as well and um, and the logo was done by uh, in a sort of like a good bad and the ugly style or cross, mm. cross with the godfather type yeah. style by um, uh, a, a young Vietnamese girl here, uh, a graphic designer to, to do it. Really nice girl, um, and so that's just it's in the top corner. And uh, it's nice. It looks as an LP. As I have to say, I've never, we've never held it in our hands yet, but I've seen you know my dad modelling it, and uh, <laughs> I've seen it on people's turntables. And it looks it, it looks like a nice package. Yeah,
0: yeah. You've I mean like you've put a, a lot of work into it, and I think. For sure, it's it's definitely paid off, and yeah, I think the more the more people listen to it, yeah, you'll realize it's Hopefully. it's, it's mm. really nice. It'll be on Spotify really come nice Friday it. as
1: well, so it'll be more chance yeah. for yeah, people yeah, to stream it. Good.
0: So it's uh Skeleton Good with an E, with an a. Uh, and self-titled debut. Self-titled right? debut. Yeah. Skeleton self-titled.
1: Good, but it's not called self-titled. It's called self-titled. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of
0: good, Yeah, yeah, can't go wrong with a self-titled debut. Yeah, so exactly.
1: Not. for Black Sabbath. Yeah, and they exactly. had a spooky cover like that as well
0: there you go on the right path (laughs) alright thanks so much for joining me then boys thanks thanks for chatting really really appreciate it thank you thanks again for listening to today's episode of Falling Jackfruit I've dropped links in the description to Skeleton Good's social media channels and you should all go and listen to the new album now because it's amazing it's available on all the major streaming platforms and as the boys said you should hopefully be able to pick up a physical copy at one of their shows soon trust me, these are an app that you want to see live. Stick around to the end of the episode to hear a quick teaser trailer from the album. If you've enjoyed listening to today's episode, please give us a like, subscribe, or leave a five-star review wherever you're listening, because it really does help. You can give us a like on Facebook at Falling Jackfruit, and on Instagram at Falling Jackfruit Podcasts. And if you'd like to get in touch about coming on as a guest, or if you'd like to recommend someone as a guest, or if you just want to leave some feedback in general, please send an email to fallingjackfruit at gmail.com. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks again for listening. And now, for the Skeleton Good album teaser.